Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, long-time resident of Seoul, South Korea, and the founder of Korean beauty brand Jellyco. Welcome back to the show for another week. And on this episode, I wanted to go through in a little bit of detail a question that I get asked a lot, and I know that other people that live in Seoul also get asked a lot. So I have been living in Korea now, in Seoul in particular, for eight years, and this is actually my second time living here. So technically, it has been longer than that. Um, I came to Korea for the first time in 2011, and then I moved back here in 2016. Uh, So it's been a while. It's been a very long time, and in that time, I have been to countless different skin clinics, dermatologists, estheticians, uh, yeah, pretty much more than you can poke a stick at all over the city. I've spoken to so many different dermatologists, uh, you know, for the show and for just lots of other different things for myself and others. So when it comes to dermatologists in Korea, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on the situation. Obviously, I am not my myself a dermatologist, but I have consulted very widely. I've been to lots of different ones uh, and some better than others. So when people ask that question, which skin clinic should I go to in Seoul? This can be a little bit of a tricky one to answer. And the reason is that it will depend on whether you can speak Korean or not. So I don't need to do my consultations in English. So I tend to just go for uh, ones that speak Korean and I search for them in Korean. So I don't tend to end up at the same places that uh, a lot of other foreigners that live here that don't speak Korean do. And that's just a uh, because of language. Obviously, if there's a language barrier, you need someone that can speak the same language as you. And there are lots of different clinics here that speak a whole range of different languages, Japanese, Chinese, Russian, Thai, I've seen before, um, clinics advertising in Thai. Um, English, obviously, is another one. So this can be a tricky question to answer for that reason, but I'm going to try and go through some tips that will help you to pick the best one for you. So first things first, in general, I would say avoid any of the ones that are in the really tourist heavy areas. I'm talking about places like Myeongdong and Hongdae, and that not necessarily because they're no good. It's just that the vibe is very different. They get a lot of foot traffic. And what you will notice when you go there is that it feels more like a factory vibe for a lot of them, that they're just moving through a lot of people. And it's not necessarily that Koreans don't go there. They definitely do. Otherwise, the clinics probably wouldn't stay in business if they were only relying on tourists. But They do have a very different vibe. You're not going to get, in a lot of cases, that same level of uh, consultation with the doctor or that one-on-one FaceTime. Like, you may not even get to speak to the doctor before you're in front of them for whatever you're doing. Uh, The other thing to notice, and the same goes for any of the ones that are TikTok famous, when I'm scrolling through TikTok sometimes, I do notice people, you know, talking about the same clinics sort of over and over again. And 
I would just avoid a lot of those kind of places. The other reason being that many of them will also charge different prices for foreigners. Now, I can understand why some clinics do this, particularly if they have to hire special staff for their global customer base. You know, for example, if you need to hire, say, a native Thai speaker for uh, the Thai customers, then maybe there are additional costs associated with that. And I kind of get that. But a lot of these places are absolutely price gouging people based on what I've seen. And again, this is a generalization. I'm not directing this at any one particular clinic. Uh, some of them, it's it's just a small markup. And in others, it can be, you know, twice the price kind of thing. And I don't really understand why the pricing would be that vastly different if you are just talking about having some consultations in a different language. Uh, so I think in general, that can be a problem in the tourist areas for the TikTok clinics, um, or, you know, the ones that you, you will see advertised a lot. Now, the other big thing to keep in mind is what is your purpose in going to a skin clinic in the first place? Because there are differences between the cosmetic clinics, dermatological clinics, and then there are also the estheticians here as well. So if you want treatments like fillers, Botox, laser, uh, and you don't have like an underlying skin condition, then those are the kind of things that most people here will go to a skin clinic for. Uh, and, you know, there's no issue with going to a skin clinic like that. They will most likely not be run by a dermatologist. So just be aware of that. The person doing uh, your procedure, there'll probably be some nurses and there will be a doctor, but that doctor is not likely to be a dermatologist. And this is something that even Koreans uh, are not always aware of the difference between just a skin clinic, a pibukwa, and then what we call a pibukwa oiwon, which is an actual dermatologist. And so the training is very different and it's much longer for dermatologists than it is for general practitioners. So if you're just going for something cosmetic, then that you know probably doesn't really matter. The one thing I would say is if you're going to just a regular skin clinic, keep in mind that the Korean ideal of the perfect face may be quite different than what you would consider beautiful where you are from. So I think it's really important to keep this in mind before you agree to do any procedures that, for example, might alter the shape of your face. So some common examples I can think of include things like egg yourself filler, which is like the filler that people get under their eyes to give them like the cute pockets of fat. Now, if that's a look you really love, you're into K-pop uh, and, you know, this is something that your idols, the look that they have and you want to replicate that, like, obviously that's your beauty standard that's totally fine but if you are coming from a different country where that is not common just be aware that it might look a little bit different and also you know not to put too fine a point on it but it can differ in the outcome based on your race as well so you know it can look one way for example on you know Asians Koreans and then it might look a little bit different if you are say Caucasian or whatnot like I am it can look a little bit different other examples I can think of include lip filler trends so I know that the trends here are quite different than in other places like for example Russia. So if you are a fan of like the Russian lip look and how they do filler, you might may not love the way that Koreans are doing filler at the moment. It's got a really pillowy look to the upper lip. Um, and 
it, it it looks quite over the top. It's not a very natural look is sort of where it's trending at the moment. So just make sure you've had a look at that, that you're aware of it and that you are sure that that's the look that you want for yourself. You know, it's really important to I guess take a look at the work of different injectors if you're considering doing that done, uh, getting that done, just to make sure that you are happy with it. The other thing is things like jaw Botox, mandible reduction, um, and then if you were going for anything more invasive, um, be aware that the Koreans, the Korean beauty standard is not to have high cheekbones uh, and so a lot of the the looks that are popular here will involve actually shaving down cheekbone for people that have like broader larger cheeks and larger faces so just be aware of all of that if you are going for any any kind of treatments is that it might not come out or may not end up looking like what you were thinking if the beauty ideal doesn't match up so if you do have an actual skin condition if you're looking for a treatment for something like rosacea, acne, you know, like an ongoing type of skin issue that you have, that is when I think it would pay to actually go to a proper pibukwa oiwan, which is a dermatologist, an actual dermatologist. Uh, And like I said, there are much fewer of these dermatologists than there are skin clinics in general so you will probably have to search for one so ways that you can do that is to make sure that the the clinic has this um, designation on the on the front and I will include this in the show notes so that you can look out for the Korean the other way you can do it if you if this is possible for you the Korean Dermatologists Association actually provides information on dermatologists and hospitals nationwide on their website called find dermatologists so if you can use that online if you've got a Korean friend or maybe a Korean teacher or something like that that can help you actually access this website that's the uh, the way that you can actually go and find someone so I think that's going to be more important if you do have like ongoing symptoms or an issue that is not going away that you would like uh, help with say for example you had like an, a skin infection or um rosacea or something like that and it's not getting better even though you've had treatments uh, at other skin clinics that is the time at which I would make sure that you're going to see an actual dermatologist now if you go to any of the bigger hospitals here like the university hospitals then those people that are working there at the people in the hospital are going to be dermatologists because they are practicing medicine in the hospital uh, and you know they will be seeing people for all kinds of different things not just um, uh, you know like the the outward <laughs> the outward appearance of it ju- not just the um, the cosmetic element of it they are actually treating conditions of the skin so that's another way if you are on the national health insurance system here in Korea you could go and do that Uh, be aware though that it is going to be more expensive in a lot of cases to get treatment from a university hospital or a bigger hospital uh, for anything not just uh, skin conditions for anything uh, so if you are more like oh look I don't really want filler I don't really want Botox or anything like that I would actually just love a really nice facial in that case what you should be looking for is what we call an aesthetic clinic here which is an aesthetician and that is what they specialize in so you can go along they'll usually put a, a course together for you 
if you're here for a little bit longer, you'd probably go once a week. Uh, and if you were, you know, just in town for, say, a couple of days and wanted to get this done, they could even just do like, you know, a one off treatment or a couple of treatments for you. But in that kind of uh, a clinic, an aesthetician's clinic, what they'll be doing is cleansing your face for you. They will do any extractions that you need done. So if you've got blackheads or things like that, then they will develop an actual treatment for you in clinic that will target whatever issue you know you're experiencing say that's dryness or dullness or brightening or something like that but it's going to be just on the basis of like a facial treatment not actually using you know injectables or anything like that now they do have machines and whatnot that they they do use to enhance the results of your uh, trip to the clinic but it's not in the same league as you know injectables or whatnot so I think that is I'm hoping that that is like just a a handy guide to some of the options that you've got available if you're in Korea if you're living here or if you are coming to the country on holidays for example and you're just like oh look while I'm here I might go and check it out there are differences between the different clinics The other one that I haven't really touched on just because I don't think most people will be falling into this category, but if you are here for plastic surgery, then the plastic surgeons offices do sometimes, I've seen throw in like free sessions for their own patients uh, with, you know, skin uh, clinic type treatments. They'll do the red light therapy and things like that. Uh, Some of them have like outpatient Uh, dermatological clinics where you can go and get treated. I would say they are probably most likely to be on the more expensive side. Uh, So in general, from the cheapest to the most expensive, you're probably looking at like the aesthetician's clinics because obviously you're not going to be paying for things like Botox and filler. Then the clinics, then the next step up would be like an actual dermatologist. Uh, And again, whether the dermatologist is more expensive or not will depend on whether you have health insurance here in Korea. If you're going to a dermatologist, you're on the national health insurance scheme here and you do actually have a skin issue, then you're going to get a lot of that back with, with your with your health insurance. But if you're just a tourist or whatnot, obviously that's not possible. So you will be paying full price. And if you go to one of the bigger university hospitals, then that's going to be probably the more expensive option for you. Plastic surgery offices, look, I'm not 100% sure on pricing or anything for any of that. If you are their um, customer, and you're going there for, say, other work that you're having done, then it probably pays to ask them if you can get some freebies or something like that thrown in. Uh, But yeah, so there is a difference between dermatologists and just doctors that practice at skin clinics. That's the other big thing. So if you are not seeing the results that you want or you need more specialist attention or specialist help specific to a skin issue, that's the point in time at which I think it would pay to go and see a proper dermatologist at a Pibukwa Oiwan. So that is just a little bit of an overview. I hope that's helpful. Uh, If it is, I'd love for you to share this episode with anyone that you know is heading to Korea or if you're living in Korea. Uh, And I'm going to finish it up here for this week. I will be back in your ears next week. And until then, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.